0: Big fluff. I am Spider-Man. And I've really messed up. Wait. You're you're being serious
1: right now? Mhm. You're not joking with me. Like you're 100% serious cuz it's not funny.
0: No, I'm not joking
1: cuz I was I was only like 67% sure. I, MJ. So,
0: why why are you here? Why? why MJ. Are you on the school trip? MJ, or... look, I
1: know you have a lot of questions, but look, we really have to get out of here, okay? Okay. Okay. Can't believe I figured it out.
0: This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, Woo! and you're listening to Hobo Radio. With worse jokes than me Joel Murphy and Lars
1: (laughs) Hello again I'm Joel Murphy This is Hobo Radio And you are Lars Periwinkle How's it going? I'm okay money, how you doing? I'm doing alright man Good. Although, I would like to get something Out of my system at the top Something Something I talked about last year and I, I hoped that we had solved this problem, but I see it cropping up again. And uh-huh. I and I just want to talk it's September now. We're officially in September. <laughs> I I hate the term spooky season. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> like and it, it felt like last year, like it felt like everyone dipping their toes into the water. Of spooky season. You know what I mean? Uh Like it felt like, it felt like people were like, you know, hey, it's September or spooky season. And then like looking around to see how we all reacted. And I was hoping that we shamed those people enough to stop. But now I get the sense this year that they're just trying. Now they feel more confident. And I'm hearing it already of like, Oh, it's September first, or the start of spooky season. And it's, oh, it's not. Man. That's it's really bad. It's not. It's <laughs> really bad. That's nothing. It's not anything. And it's all of this is weird because I feel like what's happening is, you know, Christmas is our Christmas already ate Thanksgiving, and in some ways, yeah. like Christmas is trying to eat Halloween. It just devours yeah. the end of the calendar, and so I feel like this is Halloween's. But this is also. What I really think when I say all of this is this is all about capitalism. And I really think the the overlords that sell us products would like us to think about
0: Halloween September first. Yeah, good call. It's all getting pushed back, isn't it? Like, it, yeah. like the year the year ends there's no changing New Year's. That, yeah that has to be on that day. Yeah. Now um it's all being pushed back because Christmas is a monster. Yeah, it's and- this huge. It's this huge beast, this consumerist religious beast, and people can't help themselves. They can't hold their nut long enough. They're like, it needs to be Christmas time now, now. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's not. A, you're right. There's the not talk about room white for Halloween Christmas. to breathe. So like Halloween has to start earlier, so it gets its time because Christmas will soon. Um, be happening, you know, when you're still wearing shorts in New England. So, yeah, it's it's I can uh, to give you some relief, though, in my household, it is never spooky season, but it is spoopy season. It's what spoopy season. (laughs) Yeah, I know she can hear me right now, too, but my wife does not say words normally. So (laughs) it it is never spooky. It is always spoopy (laughs) That's better. It is better though, right? Yeah. I think I think it's a good punch up. If we have to live with the term anyway, I mean, let's punch it up to something fun.
1: Well, also, I mean, we don't call it. It's not like the holiday isn't called spooky. Like <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I don't understand. Like when it's we're talking not. about all of December and all of November, they just call that Christmas season or the holiday uh-huh. season because Christmas like like the Super Bowl being the big game christmas is just holiday like you can just call it yeah <laughs> holiday yeah. season but like shouldn't it be how about this here's a pitch what if they called it what if on september 1st they started calling it
0: weenie season <laughs> <laughs> why would I? <laughs> I uh i do i have a note on that one okay I one note. <laughs> what's that uh, um it makes it sound like we're all we should all be celebrating penises yeah yeah Right, so so it's working then. I suppose I don't think I don't want to celebrate that. Okay, I they're I barely like my own, let alone <laughs> the idea of them in general.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I think a season where we all had to think about and and celebrate and
0: study penises should be called Spooky Season. That <laughs> that there's your Spooky Season right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but you're right. Just like, well, like it's way too early for us to say it's the Halloween season. So let's call it spooky season. But, but you just. You just negated your own idea. It is way too early. Like, we're, yeah. people are still on summer vacation. You can't just start saying it's Halloween season. Well, you're literally, you're saying it bef- pre-Labor
1: Day. Like, Labor Day yeah. is the <laughs> signal that, like, summer is over and we're all. Uh-huh. But you're, you're not even waiting for that. Also, pumpkin season is right there. I think that would make more sense. Like, we, because we all st- start drinking, like, we all, all of us, and I don't care mm. if you pretend otherwise, we all start drinking our pumpkin spice lattes. Mm. <laughs> And, I, don't. I and, don't do it. Uh, I don't either. Uh, but that's just, I don't drink lattes uh, at all. <laughs> like, I I drink iced coffee. That's as fancy as I get. But if someone wanted to put some pumpkin spice flavor in it, they're welcome to. Uh, you keep that shit away from me. But yeah, call it pumpkin season. That's really, one, accurate. Because it's when we start getting all the pumpkins and then... I don't
0: know. It would still mark the occasion. Well, I mean, that's when, you know, we we grew up in, um, by and large, in farm country, and it was the harvest. You know, that's when we had the county fair. It was harvest season. We're celebrating the harvest, the end of the brutal summer and the beginning of the harvest. Why don't we just do that?
1: Which also, the harvest sounds way more metal and scary than spooky season. Like, the harvest sounds like you're hunting people and, like, you're going to burn them alive in a wicker man to save your crops. Like, that's what the harvest season
0: sounds like. Which is way spookier than just saying the word spooky. Here's the thing about spooky is it's, like, it's a fun word. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't really it doesn't describe what you're what you're even talking about you I know
1: what do you think when I hear spooky because I'll tell you exactly what I think of when I hear the word spooky the first thing that comes to mind is werewolf bar mitzvah
0: <laughs> it's spooky scary yeah
1: men becoming uh, our boys becoming men and men becoming wolves
0: yeah that is that is very spooky spooky scary yeah I, it's just it's not it's not good yeah. the first thing that comes to mind when I hear the word spooky is the word spooky like I can't. No. She she has reprogrammed me to so where I it's, can't hear that word. And that's just anymore. her saying
1: spooky. That's not like her pet name for you. What spoopy? <laughs> yeah, spoopy. <laughs> nope. Hey, oh spoopy! Take out the trash, <laughs> spoopy. Hang on, spoopy. Spoopy, hang on.
0: <laughs>
1: oh man! All right. Well, well, we're still in the uh, housekeeping portion of the show before this is not the show proper this is still the the preamble this is where we yeah. take, take care of business mm-hmm. one other thing that this is wild man this is truly wild and based on the last like 10 minutes <laughs> even more wild to think about but we are fast approaching 600 episodes <sighs> we've done
0: 600 of these lars wow yeah wow wow Wow. which which is um which is impressive until you realize that we've been doing this for 13 years and those numbers don't completely add up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, when you think we about skip some weeks, <laughs> when you think about the fact that yeah, technically we should be doing uh,
1: 52 of these a year. We mm-hmm. we we took a little while to get to 600, uh, but yeah, we're we're about to hit 600. That is something. It's it's something. It's a milestone. It's we've, a milestone. we've done that. We've yeah. done. Uh, not a lot of people have done that. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're fast uh, working on our preparations, our COVID safe preparations, obviously, to, for how we're going to celebrate 600. But one thing that uh, we decided, actually, Lars suggested this and I hadn't, because I think we did this before and I totally forgot, uh, is perhaps if you have enjoyed this show and you would like to send some kind of message for our 600th episode, we're going to set up a phone number that you can call. And you can leave us a message. And so we have that number set up. And I'm going to give it out. And so you have like three weeks to record something and send it to us and you know we might use it or you know what i also say three weeks that's if we do a show every week
0: so you might have yep. more so yeah. Yeah. no i think in true hobo radio form we're gonna you can keep leaving those for a while <laughs> also <laughs> we'll get to them we will definitely get to them
1: also yeah fair point not like we're gonna destroy this number so you know what here's the thing too Are you an alien race that somehow somehow this podcast has discovered, uh, has like endured past the apocalypse that we're all heading towards and you're listening to it? Try this number. Maybe it still works. I don't know. Like leave, leave a message like or hilariously, maybe by the time you're listening to this, Lars and I have bailed on this and this is now like a hardware store. So, you know, call them and tell them. (laughs) What do you think of the podcast?
0: Yeah. Oh man. Oh man, if this becomes a hardware store number, just call them and complain about Hobo Radio. Also, that's the bit.
1: If it's a hardware store, that's actually me or Lars and we're just mm-hmm. pretending yeah. to be a hardware store. Uh, but you have to keep trying. Like we're not going to we're not going to give away that it's really us uh, until like the 100th call. Yes. And then
0: you'll win. Yeah. You'll win. <laughs> um <laughs> And just if you're a listener to the show, even if you're not, this is the only thing—the only thing you've ever heard from this show. Someone made you listen to it. If you found this on accident, leave a message because I gotta tell you, we do this into the ether. We've been doing it for 13 years, I with no feedback. Like yeah, <laughs> get no. Fe- every once in a while, I have friends. I shouldn't say every once in a while. Pretty regularly, I will get some text from some friends about the show. Um, with thoughts and feelings here's a number call and leave your thoughts and feelings there we would love to to hear your beautiful angel voices and for god's sakes do we need the criticism
1: also and i have heard this yeah same thing i don't i don't get a lot of feedback but what one time one thing i do get that i've gotten feedback consistently over these years is people saying that sometimes they listen to the show and they're like, oh, I wish I could have, like, energetic Like, you guys were talking about Marvel and I had an opinion and I wish I could have said it. Now's your chance. Leave that message. If you're listening to, the, like, if you're listening to one of our shows and you want, you, like, just react to that segment, that's fine. Also, yeah, we've been doing this 13 years. Someone out there has to have conceived a child while listening to this show, right? Like, and so if your kid is named, like, Joel Lars Hobo Periwinkle, whatever mm-hmm. your last name is, or something like, you know. <laughs> like let us know. Also, yeah, if you're if you're picking a name from the show, I would go with Periwinkle like that because that's I
0: mean that's Lars's real last name, but um, I think uh, that's a good. A, it's a fa- it's a family name. Yeah, we <laughs> like my uh, my great uh, great grandfather invented that color.
1: Yeah you're welcome yep periwinkle blue that was that was all lars's family that's where your family wealth comes from
0: yeah the periwinkle fortune that i'm sitting on yep (laughs) all right so without further ado this number
1: 213-770-7241 or if this helps (laughs) 213-770-RAG1
0: I, rag. <laughs> I really tried. I tried to find a word, and that was the best uh, I could do. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the old hobo radio hotline. That's 213 And to prove this is real and not a bit, uh,
1: we're going to call it right now to show you what will happen. Oh, happened. okay. Yeah. We're going to leave ourselves a message? We're going to leave ourselves a message. This is going to be a real weird... I don't know if this is some kind of temporal paradox. I don't know what happens mm-hmm. if future us listen to this message, but... Just, you know, also, I haven't tested this out, so I want to, now that I'm giving out the number, I should make sure it's going to actually record these voicemails. Okay. All right. So here we go. 213-770-RAG1. So I did that.
0: Hello. Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to connect you.
1: Joel. You have reached the Hobo Radio Hotline.
0: Please leave Pretty your good.
1: message for our anniversary show, but be nice because we're very sensitive. Very true. Hey, what's up, Joel? It's Joel. Just wanna let you know, you're doing a good job, buddy.
0: Hey, Lars, this is Lars. Uh what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what do you think about what you're doing right now? Does it make sense? I mean, what do you think? You tell me what you think, buddy. And and get some eggs.
1: All right. <laughs> that was just for everybody I don't know check your like I thought we had eggs and then we were out so just a good. oh that sucks know, there's right? no substitution
0: nope Uh, They tell you, like, if you have, like, those, uh, you get one of those, like, Betty Crocker, like, uh, cake mixes that if you don't have eggs, you can use, like, half a banana. It's a lie. For each egg. It's a fucking lie.
1: Remember that? that? Remember all those? Remember when everyone was crazy for bananas? They were bananas for bananas. And uh, they kept saying that you, you could... Oh, just here's all these things you could do. Like BuzzFeed was like, here's things you could do with a banana. You could make pancakes out of bananas. You can make the uh-huh. no, you can't. None of that was real. I tried some of those things. They just tasted like weird fried bananas, which is not no, bad. Up,
0: it's not even. I did it. I did. They said you can take your your. Um- your overripe bananas, put them in the freezer, and then mush them up and make ice cream. And it's just like some banana ice cream. And it isn't. It's a frozen banana mush, and it's not pleasant to eat.
1: Yeah, what what happened with the banana council that they all got together uh-huh. and were
0: like, "We these rubes, we can really, uh-huh. we can <laughs> well, con them. You know what it was? It, it, they saw what was happening with kale, and they're yeah. like, shit, if kale can do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at man! We've been on top of ice
1: cream. What if we are the ice cream? Let's just dream it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I don't know. They stick us in the milkshakes.
1: Yeah, but it's no. I mean, bananas. You're fine. Just be have the confidence to be bananas.
0: Yeah. B a n a n a s. Yeah. Kale doesn't have a Gwen Stefani song. No fuck no, they don't. She wouldn't dare. And they
1: she never have the balls. Ne- <laughs> And we've dared her, we've told her We said, look, you can even have Blake Shelton on it Do it We're we're putting you on blast, Gwen Yeah. We're, we're, what's up with the kale? Yeah, turn your chair around, Gwen
0: Look at us uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and sing about kale <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when it comes to kale You don't speak Remember I, when he- Look, I, I'm not okay with it either
1: we, remember when Blake Shelton was named the sexiest man alive?
0: <laughs> <laughs> By all accounts, a very sweet, sweet man, but come on.
1: Look, and I'll say this, it's not even a blast on him. I like if so if tomorrow I woke up in a world where they were like Joel Murphy is named the sexiest man alive, I'd be like, don't do that. Why? Why would yeah. you do that to me? That's you are, mean. You are incorrect. This is a carry situation, isn't it? You want me to show up? <laughs> You're going to pour pig's blood on me and then I'm going to murder you all with my telekinesis. I know what's up.
0: <laughs> it happens to, that like, oh, my God, it's not even because it's not even a self-esteem thing. It's just realist. You know what I well, mean? Yeah. I mean, like, is did all the sexy men die?
1: Like, he's a perfectly fine looking gentleman. But is Idris Elba still alive? Because if he is, I right. have bad news for Blake Shelton. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry what was chris hemsworth in some kind of boating accident like uh, no come on
0: yeah for real for real like yeah look blake sheldon you're a you're you're a handsome man you have a lot of appeal um have you seen Jaimon hansu's cheekbones though Yeah. yeah because come on buddy yeah i
1: mean come on like i don't even think he's the sexiest man that she's dated yeah it's true it's and true gavin rossdale is a beautiful man
0: on, the, on a, the outside he's yeah, got
1: yeah. yeah good hair but uh anyway that's not we got sidetracked i just every so often i remember that that happened and it seems like like it was it could i'm like no you're
0: misremembering yeah yeah but you know it's very it's rare that you disagree with that choice you yeah. know but you, you know like um uh, John Legend is on that cover. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Get of it, 100% get it. Of course. But yeah. every,
0: you know, just don't, don't whiff on these things. Cause we yeah. all have eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: like, yeah, you can, like, it's all subjective, but like, there's a group, like there's, there's a field from which to pick and you know, you still got to pick someone in that
0: group. Yeah, totally. You, you, when you're looking for the sexiest man alive and you, you land on someone before, before you put them on the cover, you have to think to yourself, would uh, heterosexual men look up on this cover and say, yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah. well, what you should That's also you're add, for.
0: You should ask yourself this question. When the cover comes out, will it,
1: could someone look at it and go, is this a bit? Like, if they can respond yeah. with that, then you should read that. Because again, it's like, you know, I don't know. John Hamm gets named. You're going to be like, OK, but you're not going to. But yeah. like. Clint Howard gets named, you're going to be like, is this a bit, you know? So that's like kind of, and I mentioned them yep. because I'm still trying to sell, you know, as we approach 600, still really yep. trying to sell that screenplay spec that
0: you and I came up with. Oh man. And <laughs> I, I think that, I think they'd be on board. Yeah. it's um, <clears throat> and, and really it's all, it, it's all moot because it should have been Prince on the cover every year until he died. And so it's already incorrect going into it. Right. Did Did David Bowie outlive
1: Prince? Because then the, for those years, it should have been Bowie. They
0: died in the same year. That's oh, so, so you couldn't year. even.
1: I was like, maybe like you could have had a year where it was Bowie. But
0: yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it was definitely one of the two of them yeah yeah we lost we lost Prince Bowie and Alan Rickman in like a six month period it was Did, a, it was a real drag for us heterosexual men who also kind of are into banging dudes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that's
1: that's just the like I think Earth's sexiness rating just dropped like totally after that totally. year and actually every like hasn't it all felt bad since then? like
0: hasn't the world not felt as good? since that happened (laughs) i mean yeah but i feel like i feel like there are other factors and also this is a drag yeah yeah that's fine
1: we're gonna talk about spider-man don't worry don't you worry i know we've been doing a lot of time we've been spending 20 minutes on other stuff uh but yeah there's a spider-man trailer we're gonna talk about that spider-man trailer don't you worry so lars yo what do you think that spider-man trailer (laughs) hey man Thing's pretty rad, isn't it? <laughs> it is, right? I look. I'm going to be honest. I know that I'm bigger on watching trailers than you are, but I may have already watched it three times.
0: Yeah, I watched it a couple times as well. I, I couldn't. Yeah. It's hard. There's a lot going on, and I, I, you know, I figured. Well, I watched it once. I got to watch it again to catch everything that's going on in there. Because boy, oh boy, was that! I haven't. It, it, <sighs> You know, last year was a shit show, and I kind of you kind of thought somewhere that I'm just uh, you're just never going to be excited about a movie again. Just like, what am I going to get? I don't even know in what form movies will exist after this. This is weird, Um, but not not since Endgame. Which is fairly recent, but not since Endgame has I been so excited about a movie. This thing looks like a beast.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Like there, there's a lot going on and it's I'm into it. Like I'm just first of all, I'm really into the multiverse stuff. I, I we talked a bit about Loki already on the show. Like I, I'm down for them doing this. And I think this is a really fascinating way to go because yeah, they did that really great first of all, they introduced JK Simmons, which is always a good move. Uh, which I still love that this is the third iteration of Spider-Man and no one has tried to replace him as J. Jonah Jameson. (laughs) Like
0: they just, (laughs) yeah, there's no one else. Like he jumped ship for DC, you know, to be, um, uh, Gordon. And yeah, really left a void in that spot. Like if, you know, if Stan Lee's not going to do it, then we need J.K. Simmons or nobody. Yeah, those are the only options. So, yeah. but no, I liked them bringing him back and he's
1: more of like an Alex Jones type of figure. It seems like he's he's got this like, you know, bombastic radio personality. But yeah, they ended uh, Far From Home with him just be like with us figuring out that he knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He tells the world. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so there was I, – I maybe I, – I don't know if people know this or not, um, but there was a pretty infamous – I feel like we – something tells me we talked about it on the show because, again, we've been doing it that long. But I think it was like 2007, but there was a comic book story that this reminded me of that – I don't know if you got those vibes, but it was the um, One More Day storyline. And that was – if you remember – that was after they did. So in the comics, they did Civil War, and in the comic Civil War, Peter Parker took removed his mask and he told the world that he was Spider Man. Right. And then they were kind of living in that world where he was married to MJ, and everyone <laughs> knew that he was Spider Man. And then he made a deal with uh, Mephisto, like to because I think Aunt May was dying in the hospital, and it was sort of like you can undo all of this and no one will remember your Spider-Man, but also you won't be married to MJ. Like we're, we're going back in time. Like you're, and so it was a very like controversial and I think not, terribly well it was received
0: not, it was not well received I remember yeah. that and I remember kind of disliking it I'm like this is this is some Stephen King bullshit right here where you just you wrote yourself into a corner and here's a quick fix
1: yeah and so what's interesting is I get those vibes from this but in the same way again like there was a comic book Civil War and there was the movie Civil War I think one thing the MCU has done that's been really cool is like they'll touch on these things that happen in the comics, but not do them at all the same way. And so I thought this was interesting because that's exactly the vibe I got is like, this reminds me of when they did that storyline. However, it feels like people are aware, (laughs) like like they're evoking that on purpose to be like, in doing this this is going to be a disaster but like instead of the disaster that was publishing that comic and people not liking it we're intentionally like chaos is going to be created by trying to do this like the point of the movie is that it's a mistake to do this which
0: is a very interesting way to reconcile it is yeah it is indeed yeah it's um yeah that's that's an interesting point you bring up I think I, I think I think you're onto something but it's you still have to be; it still has to be well executed, right? So, um, a friend of the show um, and us, uh, Pat Stork, um, who um, is an, an aficionado, to say the least, and also you know a comic book writer. He he was talking about, and I, I think he might be right about how that. Um, that second Wonder Woman movie was supposed to be an intentionally bad movie like the superhero movies of the 80s. You know, it's very manic and off the wall and undirected. Um, uh, it lacks focus. And he's he's not wrong. Like, I can see that. It was overlong. It didn't have a lot of focus, a lot of shit going on. Um, but that, you know, just because you made it a bad movie doesn't mean that it's watchable. What you did was you made a bad movie that I don't want to watch because it's not very good.
1: Right. That's the thing is whatever what maybe, maybe that was being generous, what they were intending. I don't think that was a good
0: (laughs) use of all of our time. You know? Yeah, totally, totally. Like you made, you know, basically you made Superman three. Yeah. And yeah, Superman three is pretty, pretty unwatchable. I mean, Richard I mean Richard Pryor is in a Superman what's go, what are you doing why is it two and a half hours long and nothing really happens like it was so I get that it was a choice and it's an artistic choice but this Spider-Man movie I think he might be right it's like <clears throat> it's a bad idea to do this but we're gonna do it uh, but then you, you really you really gotta execute it you know you have to you have to connect or you're you're jacking up your entire universe. Yeah. And I, I will say I'm nervous. Like I,
1: I'm very excited for the multiverse stuff. Like I, I really like adding that wrinkle, but there's a lot that needs to happen in this movie. So there, this is by all reports, this seems to be the last time we're going to see Tom Holland in the MCU now, it seems like maybe he's going to go spin off into the Sony universe. Like, he might go make movies there. I don't know. I, I don't know that particular of their deal. But, like, this is supposed to, I think, explain what happens to him and why he doesn't get to hang out <laughs> with all the characters that we want him to hang out with anymore. And so that just alone, you need to have an emotionally satisfying goodbye. Also they're bringing in these characters from previous movies. Like we already saw Alfred Molina is playing Doc Ock again. Mm-hmm. It seemed heavily implied that we might get Willem Dafoe based on the Green Goblin he's, bombs. He's,
0: he, yeah, the, the Goblin bomb was there. And also he's on the cast list.
1: Yeah. So uh, so we're supposed to get them. I think reporting has already said that Jamie Foxx is supposed to show up as Electro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting all these characters uh, and... That's a lot. So you have to evoke these other characters. You have to do all this. You have to really kind of introduce the multiverse, even though it's existed in Loki. It existed in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. But still, you have to assume with this movie that people might not have seen those things. And you have to explain it, the rules of it, how it's working with this spell in this movie. And also, let's be real. You have to compete with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which is great, which
0: did all of this and nailed it. Yes. Yes. And uh, it seems like they I mean, um, they really pushed the idea of multiverse um, with uh, with Dr. Strange. Anytime Dr. Strange has been in an MCU movie, including his own the they they've been playing around the perimeter of this multiverse um i guess trying to get people to get a feel for it um now <clears throat> all that being said this is quite an undertaking i don't you know don't want them to fuck it up i think it's going to be great no matter what there's a lot of shit going on is it too much that's what i hope Oh, I, I thought you were asking—is it too much? And I was like, "That would—that's my concern." <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, then, yeah. I guess I would add to your concerns because I really hope they introduce maybe a couple characters from our Netflix MCU because I miss them a lot. I miss Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I miss John Bernthal as Frank Castle. You know. Well, um, I also I, you, like. Don't we all miss Luke Cage? Talking about talking about sexy yeah. men. Where's yeah. Luke Cage?
1: Yeah, and of
0: course, obviously Jessica. <laughs> Jessica.
1: Well, you didn't mention Jessica Jones. I don't think yet either. But yeah, also, I
0: was I was yeah. getting there when I said yeah. Luke Cage in the other room. My my wife exclaimed. She <laughs> just couldn't. It just came. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, love to see a Jessica Jones. Just I. They did so many. There were so many hours of those characters on screen that that whether I liked. Um. I also, didn't mention Iron Fist, but I still won't. Um, Well, because you were mentioning the ones that you like. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) he came to like them and connect with them so long, like, because they were, the seasons were, you know, there was 10, 10 hours each season, and there were multiple seasons, and I really missed them. Like, give me my Charlie Cox. Where's yeah. where's he been? He was a he was a great Matt Murdock. Well, also that Daredevil show was great, just
1: start a to finish. Show. Like yeah. some of the other shows, um, I like I it, again it, with the big exception of Iron Fist. I enjoyed all of the shows, uh, but I think some of them were more uneven than others. But Daredevil was great from start to finish. Um, yeah, it really was. Really and was. I think the first season of Luke Cage
0: was great from start to finish. <laughs> It was. He's, he's one of those characters. He's kind of like a, um, like a Bruce Banner where he is a great, great character, but maybe the focus, like him having his own vehicle doesn't really work for some reason. Like it's, yeah. it's okay. It's not horrible, but him, him involved in other storylines is so much more satisfying. And I, mm-hmm. and also I, I said it. I said it when the show was out. I'm going to say it again. The character of Karen Page played by deborah ann wool is so goddamn compelling yeah and she's just like she's like a paralegal in <laughs> Matt Verdock's law firm and it could have been nothing but she is such a fleshed out complete real character that she's in the background trying to do stuff and like there's a blind superhero he's out there he's he's fighting um he's fighting kingpin he's fighting the hand and that's really great but i'm like where's karen page yeah, he, she's try, she's trying to find justice for people who can't find justice in our legal system. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> well, the other, well, the other thing, too, is like she
1: is such a huge comic book fan and like in real life that she was like, I think it radiated from her how excited she was to be in that show. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, it's true. Uh, it's, but, all, and also in real life, her, her partner is a, is a blind man, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, the other and thing- also and also and I know this is this is your favorite dude. Spider-Man fights Kingpin a lot.
1: That's literally what I was about to say. Like is I as much as I would love to see everyone D'Onofrio crushed playing Kingpin and it's yeah. weird that they haven't had him cross paths with Spider-Man. Like yeah. it just is such a logic like yeah to me like when I think about Spider-Man like the the comics that I read growing up Kingpin was very prominent like in those comics. Like he was always crossing paths with Spider Man. And so it has been odd that 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 at the very least that didn't happen. And I don't really understand why. Except that they Seem like they really
0: want us to forget about those shows. Yeah, and I don't know why, because they're good and they're moneymakers. Like, Whoa, you know, you, I, I, like I know there was a, a, a weird thing with who owns what, but they still it, it took place in the MCU. They alluded to, you know, they called it the incident, which would be the first Avengers movie. It's all it's all the bones are there. And I think there's been enough time to buffer in between those shows ending and the MCU going into phase four. Let's have it. I want to see him. I think that Disney at some point, I mean, they bought a film studio
1: so they could own the X-Men. I think they came to regret having made those shows for Netflix and not owning them outright would be my mm-hmm. guess. It seems like they like all their stuff being on Disney Plus, <laughs> which also, I mean, come on. At this point, does does Netflix really need those shows they're nobody they they don't care. They they make a new show every week and then cancel it and make a new show to follow that up. They don't Netflix doesn't even remember that they own those shows. And no. They no. should just work out look, you guys are both rich. Work out hmm. the money to just sell those shows to Disney. To put them on Disney Plus so that those characters can be part of the MCU. You guys can both afford it. You know, it's it's like found money in a couch cushion for Netflix. But like... Yeah, for
0: real. Because no one's going to do anything with them. As long as yeah. there's like this contention between these two monsters. No one's... They're just sitting there. They're sitting there on the shelf. Well, and the problem is, be- like, and I do think this is part of the psychology of it, I think
1: Disney doesn't want to promote that stuff because they don't want to encourage you to watch it on Netflix, which means that it is really just going to lay dormant on Netflix, so it's not really benefiting anyone. Nope. Nope. And look- Let, Let's have it. While we're at it, last thing I want to say about all of this, since we're talking about this, is like, man, PlayStation, I want to play
0: Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, from your from Sony's cold dead hands is where you're (laughs) gonna get Spider Man. I just, I just look. I
1: own an Xbox. I'm old. I don't want to buy more (laughs) systems. I just want to be Spider Man.
0: Yep, I'm with you there. Yeah, look, that shit works though. I got, I, I bought a Switch because it's the only way I can play Legend of Zelda. So that's a problem.
1: That's the problem. I only want to play like three games and I don't want to have to have a system for each one because I would love to play Legend of Zelda. Don't own a Switch either. Like, yep. I got to yeah. say, if I was going to vanity buy one of these consoles, it probably would be a Switch because I think the appeal of being able to like play it not on a TV is nice, you know, but I don't know. You would like it. I you know. Like well, it. I love every Zelda game I've ever played. So, of course, I would like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You would like a lot like a lot i just i i'm still i'm still playing i don't even know how many hours i have in this thing still playing it i got it i got uh the witcher 3 witcher 3 is great it's very it was way more adult than i thought it was going to be like that's a that's a horny game uh and i like it a lot but you know i put a few days in on that and i'm like "Eh, I i haven't been to hyrule in a really long time i need to go check on everything
1: yeah so look nintendo if you're listening our six hundredth episode is coming up. Send me a Nintendo Switch,
0: like I'll I'll promote <laughs> yeah, it on the show. You know what? Edit that out. We're not we're not promoting shit on this show until you yeah. send my man a Switch.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we're not talking about it anymore <laughs> until <laughs> until you send me a Switch. All right, look,
0: but yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> Nintendo's for. Is really sweating now. Oh, oh man, we need that hobo bump. We look, need the hobo bump. Look, I'll just say this: you guys do the math. I, I
1: think in my childhood, I for sure spent like I kept your company afloat. <laughs> and we didn't have a lot of money, but like I was begging my parents to buy those Nintendo cartridges. Like, yeah,
0: those were the days.
1: I know, right? Anyway, uh, I no, but I'm excited for Spider Man. I I'm a little cautious because it seems like they're trying to do a lot. Uh, but I, I'm optimistic. I really like Tom Holland as Spider Man, and I, I'm digging the vibes with Doctor Strange. Like in it, that wink, that wink is good. Oh
0: man, that's that man. That is good.
1: Yeah, I just I, I think that too. Like, I, cause I've been rewatching uh, the the MCU movies, which is gonna lead into what we're about to talk about, but. I still, that first Doctor Strange movie, I want to like it more than I do, because I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I also don't think it's very exciting. But I I love, like, where they're heading with the character, because I also, I don't know if you've been watching What If, but the most yeah. recent, did you watch oh, the most? Oh man, that fucking, that fucking episode, I watched it
0: today, it messed me up yeah that that I honestly think it's my favorite of the ones they've aired so far because yeah because they finally decided to end an episode correctly like we're not yeah. we're not doing anything familiar for you people anymore like this is a what if everything's yeah. gonna be weird
1: right and it's yeah I mean what's the point of doing an anthology series where literally the ending doesn't matter if you're not gonna at least yeah I would say at least fifty percent of the time if not more just end it tragically and horrifically <laughs>
0: like Come on, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like they they did that. Um, the 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 episode, the second episode or third, uh, the one where all the Avengers die. I mean, it's in the. I think that was the one before yeah, this it, one. Okay, yeah, so that, that was the third. It's in the description. Yeah. I didn't ruin yeah. anything for you, but that one, it did. That like this is interesting. This is interesting, and then it gets to the end. I'm like, that's a little bleak. I'm kind of into that, and then. You know, the the last eighteen seconds of the episode is like, but here are all the here are these familiar things and everything's probably gonna be fine. Yeah. Why? But right. why? What does it even fucking matter? Why'd you do that?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah, I think that was a thing too, because I get like just I get why you you did Agent Carter, because I mean that's sort of the the thing, right? Is that like if you watch uh the Captain America first Avenger Peggy Carter is who they should be picking. I think that's the point of that movie. It's like she is Steve Rogers, but also is physically like, you know, more like she's a better soldier already. And the only thing, the only knock on her is that she's a woman at a time during like World War II where no one's going to take her seriously. And so it's like, I get the idea and I think it's a smart idea. And I liked it of like, we get to see her be Captain America. And then it was just like, the execution of that wasn't super like, okay. So, so what does that mean? Well, it means that he's Iron Man. What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why would they do that? Yeah. Like it should have been, you know, Steve Rogers didn't get the serum. Okay. So then that's, that's the end of Steve Rogers' story. Like or he just go he he just goes back to Brooklyn, and who the fuck cares anymore?
1: Or Steve Rogers is her Bucky Barnes, and he dies and is presumed dead, and then becomes a Winter Soldier. Do that. That at least would have tracked narratively. <laughs>
0: that that's way that's way more interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But no, like again, it's just like well,
0: he still gets to be a superhero, so. Nothing is different. Like, yeah, she like I, You know what? I like, I like Steve Rogers, too. All of us like Steve Rogers. But he shouldn't be in this fucking story if he's not Captain America.
1: Right. Well, and also what you're saying is that in that world, like what you're saying is that it's just clearer that Peggy Carter got cheated in our world because like <laughs> there's she could have been a superhero and he could have also been one. But like we got the world where she didn't get that.
0: Yeah, it was it, like it was like you said. It was a fun episode, and that, that's fine. But it was really just Peggy Carter became became the super soldier, and then and then it's just Captain America: The First Avenger. It's the same movie, right? But you did it. You did it in twenty minutes. Yeah, and then they fought a tentacle monster. Look, it, also, yeah.
1: can we note that what is going on? with the tentacle monsters
0: he's a he's a reoccurring character
1: yeah i I don't know it's just tentacles coming through a portal (laughs) yeah it's happened in 50 percent of the episodes so
0: (laughs) i don't know what to make of that yeah yeah it's a little it's a little erotic i have to
1: say well that's what i'm wondering maybe they're trying to you know tap that
0: tentacle porn market you know it's a big market yeah um, you're leaving money on the table if you're not sticking tentacles oh, into people.
1: Oh, my God. I I don't know. Look, it, maybe this should have occurred to me before, but I just, my brain just rule 34 that someone for sure after that episode aired drew just the tentacle porn version of that scene. Oh, Probably both at this point.
0: Yeah. Well, but, you know. It's it's <laughs> you're going to go on the old internet. Let me see yeah. what I can find here. <laughs> Uh, But uh,
1: also, I mean, since we talked about all the others, I guess we should just mention, I I liked the T'Challa as Star-Lord because I thought, like, look, it's an easy joke, but the joke that he would be a much better Star-Lord than Peter Quill was very funny to me. But I, I did think that episode ultimately ended up feeling a little too jokey. Like I thought the Thanos stuff was a little too silly. Like it, it was, I enjoyed it, but it, it, it was too like, just, you know, I, well, like what I, and I don't even have a problem with that, but I think then they ended up going like, well, everything worked out so well that we still need a conflict. So the collector is really powerful now. Like it seemed like they didn't know what to do with the third act. And I think that was the
0: problem with that one yeah yes yes it yes this yeah I, th- I think they're on the right track now if they they stay on this track yeah because like, like you like you said at the beginning none of it matters and you can do whatever you want so why why even pick a lane you yeah, know like I, it, it's you got the entire freeway do what you want but i yeah i really like the dr strange one because i think it
1: explored like Just how dangerous that man can be. Like, we like Doctor Strange. He's a hero, but, you know. (laughs) If
0: he chose not to be, we
1: are fucked. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I think that's a really good pitch. Uh, So I really enjoyed that one. Um, But I kind of teed this up and then we got – so we started talking about what if. But I thought it would be a good chance. One thing that we do on this show is we've ranked all the MCU movies because uh, – we don't like to brag, but these are official. Like whatever we come up with is, uh, this is the, this is what the,
0: like how Disney views the rankings of these movies. A hundred percent. Move over, Uh, Mark Gagliardi and Hal Lublin. (laughs) We, we got this.
1: Yes. We're the, we're the Michelin stars of, uh, (laughs) of, of ranking the MCU. Like if we, if we give our blessing, it really, it means something. Uh, so yeah, so we, over time, over various shows in the past, we've ranked everything there. Uh, Shang-Chi has just come out. You and I have not seen it yet. So we, I'm sure we'll talk about that in the future. Uh, Black Widow came out this year. I saw it. You haven't seen it yet. So we'll put a pin in that one. But I also, I think that's good for me as well, because I don't, I don't know where I would put Black Widow yet. I really want to rewatch it. So I think it's good, but we got a couple stragglers that we never ranked, which is uh a pretty big one in end game and uh-huh. uh spider-man far from home like we never found places for them uh so we're going to add them in but also we always kind of leave room we're going to go through the list and see if we still feel good about everything else if we want to move anything
0: uh sure yeah um <clears throat> i guess okay so right now there are 21 movies on the list at the top is uh in the number 1 spot is avengers infinity war at the bottom probably forever is is the incredible hulk and right in the right smack dab in the middle at number 11 is spider-man homecoming but i guess should we um for the benefit of the audience, I guess we should go through the whole list. Yeah, let's go through the whole list real quick. But also
1: just since you mentioned Incredible Hulk, uh just to go back once, it was very odd seeing Mark Ruffalo play Ed Norton Hawk in that one episode <laughs> <laughs> where they were just still doing in the what if he was. They oh, just,
0: yes, that's right. That's
1: yeah, right. They had someone and I wish I knew who the actor was doing a pitch perfect Liv Tyler impression, uh, yeah. but then it was just Mark Ruffalo and not Ed Norton. And I found that funny. That
0: is pretty funny. I can't I wait think. till Don Cheadle gets to be Terrence Howard. <laughs> we, none of us could wait for Don Cheadle to be Terrence Howard.
1: Well, also, I mean, if history is any indication, he'll be nominated for an Emmy for it. So <laughs> oh,
0: shit. <laughs> All right. Do we want to top to bottom or bottom to top? Um, I, I'll tell you what, I'll go, I'll go bottom to top. Oh, there's yeah. a few in here. I'm glad we're revisiting this. I know so, this. I, I was glancing at it too. I was like, yeah, like, oh, because yeah. there are some things I remember insisting on, and you saying I was wrong, and uh, I was. So at number 21, we have the Incredible Hulk, and that ain't moving. Number, <laughs> that ain't moving. Um, <clears throat> it's moving down. Uh, oh, number yes. n- number 20 is Iron Man three. 19 is Iron Man two. Then we have at number 18. Thor the dark world 17 is um, uh, the Avengers age of Ultron 16 Ant-Man and the Wasp 15 doctor strange 14 Captain America the first Avenger 13 the Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 number 12 is Captain Marvel number 11 Spider-Man homecoming 10 is Ant-Man number 9 is Thor number 8 Iron Man Seven is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Six, Black Panther. Here are your top five. Coming in at the number five spot, The Guardians of the Galaxy. Four, Captain America, Civil War. Three, Thor Ragnarok. Number two is uh, Marvel's The Avengers. And coming in at number one is The Avengers, Infinity War. All right. I don't. I have no problem with that top five.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that, too. The top five feels solid to me. Obviously, it might change when we add two movies in. But as of right now, I feel good about it. I feel pretty good about the bottom. It's funny because when you were reading it, part of me is like, is Iron Man 2? Should that be higher than Thor The Dark World? But then I was also like, do we care? (laughs) Like, that's really at that point. I don't feel strongly enough about it because I don't think either movie is particularly good. So I don't feel like...
0: Yeah, yeah, not great. I... I would put Iron Man three above the both of them, but you know we talked about it. You're not a big Shane Black fan, and that's a very specific well, uh, taste. I like Shane Black. You well, don't like Shane Black? Hey, and like hey, you say hey, down there hey, at the
1: bottom, it doesn't matter. I will. I, I do not like this characterization because the nice guys, great movie. I love <laughs> sure. the nice guy. If we were ranking the nice guys, that would be top five. So it's not Shane Black. Okay. I don't like Iron Man three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair enough. He has he has a very specific way. I think he writes dialogue just for Robert Downey Jr. And if you don't like that, then you don't like that movie. Or yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like, well, I, I just
1: I think it's just for me. I I don't even know if it's a good movie or a bad movie, but I feel very strongly that it's not a good Iron Man movie. That he seemed very committed to not writing an Iron Man movie. <laughs> like, what if he <laughs> doesn't enough. wear
0: the suit the whole time? <clears throat> What if other people are Iron Man way more than he is Iron Man? Yeah. And so it's just, it's a particular thing with that movie, but that's fine. You know what? I think we can leave the
1: bottom alone. I think is the point because we're obviously opening a can of worms and I don't, it's fine. I don't feel strongly enough about any of them to move them around. Sure. Except except I feel very strongly that Incredible Hulk should be in the bottom spot. Yes. All right.
0: So, what else? Is anything else jumping out at you? Because there's, there's yeah, a there's one, there's one that I... Re- I don't know how this happened. Oh, man. this I know it's my fault. And I don't know how it happened. The fact that Spider-Man Homecoming is not in the top ten is okay, a thank travesty. You. Thank you. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, because, look, I,
0: I don't want to point fingers, but... I just did. I pointed it squarely yeah. at myself. That is yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. I yeah. am a sucker for Ant-Man... I'm yes. a sucker for Paul Rudd. I'm a yeah. sucker for that movie. I think yeah. it's great, but Spider-Man homecoming has to be up there and I can't I can't move anything else honestly.
1: So so Spider-Man homecoming number one, like what are we thinking? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's like, that's a leap No I'm kidding. Um, I, I really no, do I like that. think and I know that the problem is the problem is we're about to stick a movie in the top 10 and right. probably the top 5 and probably the number 1 spot and that's going to push him out but there has to be Spider- Spider-man right. is above Ant-Man he just is. He I, just is. Okay, can I can I push it since we're having this conversation? Yeah.
1: I would put it above Thor. Like that's where I would feel good okay. about. Okay, totally. Yeah. I like it. I like okay. it. So
0: you want so you want it to be number 9 Spider-Man Homecoming, number 10 Thor and 11 Ant-Man. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I think okay. that's very reasonable. All
1: right. We're doing good. We haven't told each other to fuck each other's faces yet.
0: So I think Not we're yet. done. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. The, th- the <laughs> thing is with that Thor movie, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, It's such a Thor movie. And the thing is, like, no one was expecting Thor to be good in any way, shape, or form. Myself included an avid Thor reader. I thought, no fucking way. This is where the buck stops. This is where this train (laughs) grinds to a halt because no one wants to see a Thor movie. But, man, Kenneth Branagh, from casting down to um, the world building, that movie just nailed it. But, objectively objectively it it should move down
1: well and the other thing that should be pointed out as as i just argued that the movie should be knocked out of the top 10 but to give brownout credit too because everything you're saying is dead on but also because having just watched loki and having just watched some of the like making of loki stuff that was all brownout that like cast tom hiddleston because he had done uh i forget Which Shakespeare play, but he, they had, they had done a, a Shakespeare play together. And that was like the guy in his brain that was like, this dude has to be Loki. So that like straight up was his suggestion, 100%. And obviously, if that was all he contributed to the MCU.
0: That one decision alone has been a huge ripple. Like Absolutely. And yeah. and Hiddleston wanted to audition for Thor. And he said, Yeah, go ahead and audition for Thor. And then he auditioned for Thor and everyone said, You're Loki.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the thing he's <laughs> like doing. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, again, yeah, like I wouldn't have thought you could have cast Thor, except that Hemsworth is non-human. <laughs> like, like it's yeah. just chiseled out of granite. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You managed to find the right balance between like um, talent, um, hunkiness, and goofiness, and it worked really well. Yeah. All right. So, so we did that. I feel
1: good about that. I is there anything else? Like, nothing else is really jumping out of me. I, I think. I think I feel good about where we're at. I cuz I was um, I had the same thing I was iron that Spider-Man and I didn't like where it was either. So
0: Yeah, yeah, that had that had to move up. I am right right there in the in the early teens. I would maybe switch some stuff around, but by and large, I'm fine. I you I think it was correct me if I'm wrong, my mm-hmm. finger is not pointing at <laughs> anybody. But you weren't I think I was a bigger fan of uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two than you is that a correct a, representation of that, our opinions? That is, I'll, I'll point, I'll, both thumbs coming back at this guy. Okay, okay. yeah, because I and it's
1: funny because like I said, I've been rewatching these this year, and I did rewatch it, and I there's I like so much about that movie, and I really just don't like the end of that movie, and I think that really uh, hurts it for me. And it's funny because I really like James Gunn, like I have talked this year about how much I like the Suicide Squad. I really love the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I just I don't know. The end of guardians two
0: just doesn't come together for me. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was just going to say me because that's how I was with captain Marvel with, which that's, you know, I think I have watched it three times. Very enjoyable, very unique within the MCU, but it, it doesn't really work for me and that's my fault that is not the fault of the filmmakers it just doesn't work for me i will say there is some fault in the filmmakers in that um that soundtrack has got to go it has it's, got to go that i get would be my it. only, it's cause, fucking 90s
1: well because i yeah i i would definitely say again not pointing fingers but no i think i enjoyed that movie more than you did but man the 90s of it all it is a little too a little too like yeah a little too needle droppy a little too uh blockbuster video but uh other than that i i really like it overall i like the structure like it took me a little while to get into that but then when i realized what they were doing with like the you know sort of way they were presenting reality and such in that movie i don't know i like it but yeah I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I still think it should be above Guardians too.
0: But yeah, yeah fa- fair enough. Fair enough. There are a couple below there that I might toy around with moving up, but I don't have a good argument for it. I kind of think it's pretty rock solid. Um, yeah, I think down there, yeah, like eleven to twenty one. I think it's okay. I really do.
1: Yeah, I like. I have some of that too, where I'm like looking at. I'm like, I don't know. I could. I could. Captain America, first Avenger, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man and the Wasp, like I could see reshuffling those but
0: I don't even know how. They <laughs> just like yeah, me either. There's one of those three, I don't know even which one, but I feel like one of those three I would put above Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume 2, but I don't know which one honestly. Probably not probably Doctor Strange, but I don't I like I said I have no argument for it. But yeah, like I said, Doctor don't. Strange just like I like. I think it's so important, and I think it sets
1: so much up. But it's like I just think everything that they establish in that is done better in Infinity War. Like I like Doctor Strange yeah. in Infinity War, yeah, yeah. and I recognize that he wouldn't have worked if we hadn't done his solo movie. But it's just that solo movie. I don't know. Like it just, you know, you know what it is. Not enough Chitowalegir for. I think that's if I had a big complaint, it is would that, be that's a problem. It would start there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you know that the supporting cast of that world, Jesus Christ, you got it might um, be the Ziofor, best. Tilda <laughs> yeah. Swinton and Benedict Wong for fuck's sakes. It honestly might have the best like supporting yeah. cast. <laughs> oh, and the um and his um his love interest um, Rachel Rick, McAdams. Rich McAdams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're just getting getting into it. No, no, no offense, Cumberbatch, but like you got a lot of people holding you up in that one, buddy. Yeah yeah that's true too he uh, knows it he oh mads nicholson for fuck's sakes right yeah yeah god yeah but yeah i think we i think we leave all right um i think we just needed to fix the top 10 the, the 11 to 21 were in good shape in my opinion all right do we like i, I feel like in game is going to be the hardest do, do we want to
1: knock that out first or we want to try to place far from home first let's oh man that's
0: but i think we need to get it out of the way first okay I man one 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 or two, (laughs) I mean
1: okay. I think two.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Oh, that was really easy. (laughs) I thought that was going to be hard. um, (laughs) And I don't have you know you know what it is. We're in a we're in an Empire Jedi situation. Yep. Where look, man was was Return the Jedi so satisfying after sitting through the the bleakness of a um, empire strikes back but empire's the better movie we all know it's the better movie
1: yeah what also just yeah i mean end game like to me i will always be that it's that final act of end game i mean yeah. it's you want to just talk about of like all of the work that you have done in the mcu mm-hmm literally was building to that moment like you did it you made us care about all of these characters individually you made 20 some movies and when they all showed up at the end to help defeat thanos it might be the singular like most satisfying thing the mcu has done like just every beat yeah, of it, it it's the like it's
0: one of the more satisfying no it is not one of the more it is the most satisfying movie going experience i've had in my yeah. entire life it and was will... incredible
1: Yeah, and I will say, too, that being in this post-apocalyptic world that we now find ourselves in, where we can't really go to the movie theaters the same way anymore, I think about that moment a lot. Because the moment of seeing Avengers Endgame for the first time in the theater and being with a packed crowd yeah and yeah. everyone there was such What like, we were in it like everyone yep. was excited none of us knew anything that was going to happen I, I was seeing it completely unspoiled and it was just like every beat of that landed like when captain america you know uh grabs me on there for the first time stop we, it we, stop it i'm yeah. getting oh
0: oh i'm getting a little emotional
1: yeah that when on your left, and then, you know, they, they have that Come moment on. and then and then T'Challa walks through the portal. Uh-huh. Like it, Also, again, it's really funny, like, with talking about Captain Marvel, one of my favorite moments, and I don't even know why, is just the Bree Larson delivery of Hi, Peter Parker. Hey, Peter Parker.
0: You got something for me? (laughs) Yeah, like,
1: I love that moment. Like, there's so many. Like, I think the Russo's ability to do this big epic battle that also has all these individual moments, and it all works because we all cared so much, and it needed to land, and it does land, and I think that that is such a technical achievement, but it's just, I still think all of that being said, I think Infinity War from start to finish is just a more complete movie like we're just because i've watched both of them more times than i would care to admit i've watched both of them a lot yeah. definitely yeah. more than I i've heard. watched any other mcu movie uh except possibly civil war those are the three just okay. number count okay. wise that i have seen the most but Endgame like or well infinity war every time i hit play it's like from moment one we're mm-hmm. on the ship Thanos is there and it's just because we're just following Thanos, the momentum of that movie. It's a three hour movie and it does not let up. There's not a part of that movie that feels slow to me. And it's not to say that Endgame does anything wrong, but I think it doesn't have that feeling. It doesn't just have that momentum of just like carrying it. There's like different parts of it. And in some ways, I feel like you could stop Endgame about halfway through right before they go back in time. You could take Uh a break. And like, (laughs) you could put an intermission there and it would feel fine. And and so I think that's what it is for me is it's just like, yeah, it has that uh, empire thing of just like, it is bleak and it's, but it's just like, I don't know, Thanos just shows up and just fucks up everything, but it's so compelling to watch. He's so like, he's, you get it. Like he is just this force in that movie. And I don't know. It's just yeah.
0: I I think that like, you're you're yeah I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. They're, um, Endgame has so much going for it, and not the least of which is we get to see the Avengers hanging out at the Avengers headquarters, and yeah. like you know, Hulk sharing tacos with Ant Man, and like people I do are love when his taco balls. When his tacos blows away from the like. oh man yeah and then and then Nebula of all if you had told me 15 years ago Nebula is definitely an Avenger and she's going to be in all these movies I would have told you to fuck off there's no <laughs> fucking way so so you know Nebula's there busting balls um, and um, uh, Tony and Steve still still have that tension and there's the this, this relationship and Thor, Thor what an arc that character has and when he landed there. On the the character arc of, like, I'm I'm a depressed, fat alcoholic. (laughs) But still, he was able to call Mjolnir because he's still worthy. Because just because you're depressed doesn't mean you suck. You know what I mean? No, that, man, that Thor arc gets me. Because it's like, first of all,
1: the opening scene of just, we've already lost, but I'm so angry that I'm going to cut your head off is a choice it's a bold choice and i like it really works and then it's just like yeah how lost he feels after that and then yeah again thor the dark world we just talked about that bottom five easily but fuck if Endgame didn't make you think that that all mattered because they
0: like made up a new scene (laughs) that just happened at the same time that is all the conversation with him and his mother good lord no that seems Um, great yes it's it's so it's so good there are are, there's so many good things about it but but we uh thanos kills heimdall loki beats up the hulk and this is before the title card comes up (laughs) you know what i mean all of a sudden bruce banner's crashing through the roof of dr strange's house and then you see a title card that's something that's a big something
1: yeah yeah no that's yeah and like leaves thor to die (laughs) and everyone else is dead yeah yeah yeah. and that all of that only happens because heimdall like with his last breath sends Bruce Banner Uh like no it's just great like all these moments of these characters think that they're outsmarting Thanos and he is in
0: complete control and destroys them all yeah totally that's holy shit you got Hiddleston Hemsworth um Idris Elba Idris Elba and Mark Ruffalo All on the same ship Did they Are we sure that they didn't just die Of horniness on that ship? Yeah (laughs) Maybe it was way too horny On that ship Also here's the thing
1: If all those characters died Blake Shelton still wouldn't be The sexiest Oh Oh
0: Oh Mr. Blake You're really getting the business This episode buddy I'm sorry (laughs) The the thing is It's not even That's
1: not even recent He's like Why are we bringing this up again? (laughs) It's because Gwen hasn't made that Kale song.
0: That's why. So. That's it. We want to hear the Kale. We'll roast you kale, every week, buddy. Until. <laughs> okay. So so that puts Endgame at number two, which pushes so Thor, Thor to Thor number 11. 11. Yeah. That's where we're at. Okay. So
1: now. Okay. We got the
0: Spider-Man Far From Home it's hard for me to look at this movie objectively because they made a Mysterio Spider-Man movie and that should have never happened. And it should have never worked. And it worked really, really well. Um, I will say
1: like, so I think Mysterio is great. And I think, I don't think they could have done better casting than Jake Hall And I really like yeah. the way that he's playing it, but I will like, there's something about this movie too, that because the first Spider-Man it's creeping up there on movies I've watched the most. <laughs> like yeah, nah. I watched that one a lot and it's, I don't think like far from home does anything wrong. There's nothing I can point to in it that I'm like, you know, Oh man, I, I think they misstep. I don't think they misstep, but I think it's not homecoming. <laughs> and I think homecoming yeah. is such a great movie that it just like, it suffers from being a sequel to a movie that I think is pretty perfect and not being that movie. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, it's it suffers from that. It suffers from look. I'm not a closed-minded individual. I like it when people play around with story and settings, but when Spider-Man spends like no time in New York, that's weird to me. It makes it it's like it this. It kind of it's a disconnect.
1: What else, like, it's, yeah, I mean, you were making that choice, but then, yeah, I still think it could have worked, but it's, yeah, it needed, like, I do think that, that suffers a little bit that it's, like, the Europe, European vacation kind of, like, vibe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, I, uh, there's stuff I really love about it. I mean, the Ned storyline of, like, the entire arc of his relationship with, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, is it, Betty, yep. or what, what is that character's name um I do not recall but the the one that does the the morning announcements I know she's from the comics I can't think of her name but right. uh but the fact that they begin dating on the flight to Europe and are breaking up <laughs> uh-huh. like like that's very funny I mean JB smooth and um what's his name um, Martin Starr Martin Starr. The two of them are great like I I think they're really good casting for the, the the there's nothing like I said there's nothing wrong with the movie but it also just I don't know it it doesn't
0: it doesn't quite land for me it's well like it just I'm right there with you. Let me let me put this to you. How would you feel about it being um below below Ant-Man and above Captain Marvel? That still seems high to me. If I'm really being a little honest, little high, a little high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I you know, Captain Marvel was really good. How about was one one spot below Captain Marvel?
1: I well, I mean, I'll ask you because I mean, I so I'm the one who was uh, down on Guardians too. But like, yeah, do we think it's above yeah, or below Guardians? Too? I mean,
0: I don't know about you, but I'm. Oh, Mysterio though. I could put it, I could put it above guardians too. I could, okay. I could well, put it I'm, above that.
1: If you're good putting it above there, I just felt like I should ask because I'm like, for me, I probably would put it above there, but I, I also know that you like guardians.
0: It's still, too still a really fucking, really fucking solid Spider-Man movie. And also like, um, that relationship that he has still a professional relationship. He has between, between himself and, uh, Peter Parker and and Happy is I think that's so intricate and that could yeah. have gone in some bad ways because he's ostensibly a surrogate for Tony Stark but everybody knows he's not Tony Stark including those two characters so like their their relationship is that is it's become more than um more than babysitter and baby yeah well, <laughs> um, let me tell you. but still less than less than friendly definitely more on a professional level
1: yes well and also i think that's so well threaded in the first movie because like the fact that what happens is that like yeah we get tony stark in that first movie but really he's using happy as much as he can as guy who has to answer these calls uh but no let me say because now that we've landed it two things that i want to say about that movie just while we're talking Mm -hmm. about it is one these are my two favorite things about that movie one that you kind of hinted at when he's on the plane, like when they are both reunited on the plane at the end and they have the time for Peter to build a new suit using Tony Stark's tech. And there's a look that Jon Favreau gives him. That is Mm. just this like pure. I recognize this, like you're a genius and you're using this thing to build yourself a new suit. And it's reminding me yeah. Of my friend who was your mentor, who named you his successor. And like that moment crushes. And then it, it also, even the comedy works because they do that like comedy to undercut it thing and he like misidentifies the band
0: <laughs> that's playing. Right.
1: Uh, that scene's great. My other favorite scene is when uh, MJ finds out that he is Spider Man. And she keeps saying, "You're Spider Man," and then he he confesses that he is, and then she immediately goes like, "Oh wow, really?" Because like I was kind of uh-huh. sure. <laughs> like that moment killed me. And Mary Jane Parker is one of my favorite characters in all of comic books. Uh, which I oh no written. kidding oh yeah no I love that character and I love like how like which is such an interesting thing because I know that this character isn't. Mary Jane Parker. Like, she, she, they're calling her MJ, but she, she's not the same. But, like, it kind of took me the first movie because they're slow playing it. And that's one thing I will give this movie over Homecoming is, like, I like her character a lot more in this movie. She feels a lot more developed because, again, they just were like, we're going to keep her in the background and, like, keep it a mystery. But, like, her... Just being interested in all the murder stuff and, like, just – I don't know. A lot of her dialogue, a lot of their interactions are really wonderful to me. But it's like, yeah, that moment in particular really does feel like something I could see Mary Jane Watson from the comics saying of, like, being really fake confident and then being impressed with herself that she successfully bluffed him. (laughs) Like, feels very like her. I also – Yeah, like, loving MJ, the one, my one constant disappointment in the fact that we've gotten eight million Spider-Man movies is that we never got the line, face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot, which is so good.
0: It was in the porn version, though, so we got that.
1: Look, say what you will, but that, uh, what's his name, (laughs) Axel, Axel Braun, that Uh guy, that guy understands what we want. He has a, he has a really good understanding of (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which just, for those of you new to the show, if you haven't listened to all 600 episodes, Lars and I watched that together.
0: We did. We yeah. did. We gave it we gave it a look. We gave it a look. Yeah, it's
1: just, and also, man, if you want to really scar yourself uh, and have that scene where <laughs>
0: Spider-Man oh hangs
1: upside down <laughs> and kisses MJ ruined forever, watch that
0: Axel Braun porn. Uh, that, was, that was something else. <laughs> That's so, yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that we can revisit these and maybe shuffle some, shuffle some stuff around. Um, I, I think it makes it easier to put them in a temporary order than etching it in stone because I'm yeah. already second guessing myself on that placement. But I think <laughs> for right now, for today, that's, that's where he belongs. I, so we move some stuff down. So where, what number is, okay. it, uh, far from home? Here we go. I'm gonna. Okay. Number
1: 23, Incredible Hulk, 22, (laughs) Iron Man 3, uh, 21, Iron Man 2, 20, Thor, The Dark World, 19, Age of Ultron, 18, Ant-Man and the Wasp, 17, Doctor Strange, 16, Captain America, First Avenger, 15, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, 14, Spider-Man, Far From Home, 13, Captain Marvel, 12, Ant-Man, 11, Thor... 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. 9, Iron Man. 8, Captain America Winter Soldier. 7, Black Panther. 6, Guardians of the Galaxy. 5, Captain America Civil War. 4, Thor Ragnarok. 3, Avengers 2, Avengers Endgame. And our new number one, Avengers Infinity War. Actually, old number one, but whatever.
0: I <laughs> forgot yeah, where we had it. Yeah, I, um, I can live with that.
1: I feel good. And then, so we have... Black Widow and uh, Shang-Chi, which we, you know, yes. both need yes. to see oh, one yeah. of those and you need to see the other one before we can yes, write them. Yes, indeed. But we'll come for them. Like, and it's also, I feel like the distance helps because I feel like it's hard when they first come out to really know exactly where they should land.
0: Oh, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. You need a couple viewings and also you need to consider the, I mean, for me, when we do this, I actually have to like go back and watch a couple of them. I'll be like, does that belong there? And I have to like watch a two hour movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to like see guess- if something should move up or down one space. <laughs>
1: well, that's the funny thing. Like I said, I've been rewatching these this year, but it's sort of like when I've had time. So I started it like the beginning of the year and I still haven't finished. I like, because I just got in my head, I was like, I'm going to watch every single one. And I actually, the next on my list is actually Ant Man and
0: the Wasp. I haven't rewatched that one yet, but. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, but I'm pretty look close for to the end. For um, Tim Heidecker's gigantic influence on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking out for Tim Heidecker's influence. Too. I didn't notice it because I, I, I wasn't a huge Tim and Eric fan. You know, fun fun show, but like... Uh, Julia is a giant fan so we're watching Ant-Man and the Wasp one time and she just kept dropping like that's from Tim and Eric that's from Tim and Eric oh there is Tim Heidecker on the screen right now so <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a a boon for the Tim and Eric fans well you'll have to have her te- have her text me those because I don't know all that so when I, when I watch okay. it yeah. yeah we'll um, yeah she'll write down the timestamps and everything yeah, yeah she'll get that right she'll shoot that right on over to you buddy Man, for a
1: future episode, we should talk about Tim Heidecker because that that guy I'm like ever since that I think you should leave camp like skits that he does. I've I've been like yeah, I'm he's just fascinating. Like, he, he, has, is he has so a fascinating. fascinating comedy mind.
0: He really t- he's so weird. He's yeah. so
1: weird. We watched yeah. that Mister America. We don't have time to get into all this. We got to wrap up this show. But that guy that guy's a weird man. He's a
0: very weird man. What's so funny too, by the
1: way, it. that that sketch where he plays Howie in season one of I Think You uh-huh. Should Leave,
0: I knew who he was. Like I was yeah. familiar with Tim and Eric. I, I knew oh, you're talking man. about um, you're talking about the guy who's obsessed with jazz. Yeah, Paul Buffano, yeah.
1: Paul Buffano that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing totally. is, I knew who he was before I watched that sketch. I watched that entire sketch. I didn't recognize him. Like I yeah. like in my head, he embodied a man
0: twenty years older than he is, yeah. and I just—he's <laughs> so—it's he's so good. He like, like he, yeah, he really knows people. Tim Heidecker, guy. Hey, check he, out his work, guys, because it's really yeah. good. Yeah, he really needs that bump.
1: Also, apparently, he lives very close to me, from what I've gathered. I don't know where, oh, no I don't but yeah, no yeah I realize that.
0: Also, like, he—he, sh- he, you know, he showed up in. Um, and us he's he's really good friends with Jordan Peel, who also has a very weird and fascinating comic sensibility.
1: Also, yeah, I mean that guy he he's very connected in the comic uh world. He I mean, I'm pretty sure Bob Odenkirk was like the guy who discovered Tim and Eric and Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. The, the champion of Tim and Eric. Yeah. And totally, uh we totally yeah, it. they show up in community, like in the uh-huh. the really like the, the Meow Meow Beans episode. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: yeah. That uh-huh. guy he's everywhere. Check it out. And also check out um, the Hobo Radio Hotline at 213-770-7241. We'd love to hear you. Or 213-770-RAG 1.
1: that helps. Rag one. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I'm pretty sure if it helps, I think it would also sag one would also work. Yeah, go go sag
0: one. <laughs> hey, why don't you guys just go out there and sag one? You know what go I mean? Go sag one. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Sag One. That should be our
1: new catchphrase. You know what? We're changing it. It's Sag One. It's officially okay. Sag One. All right. <laughs> wrote question it down. Question everything.
0: And shut up and get a lawyer. Sag One. <laughs> Don't forget the Sag One, y'all. Shut up and sag a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> i from- Twist and twist and twist and fall Voices down in empty halls And in my living room
1: A lonely silver spoon in a When at my desk alone That's made from human bones I hear you calling Though your mouth is closed It breaks my toes and toes production of hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please
0: rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one.
1: We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We, we have, have to, to ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehaftoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peaksloth Network at peaksloth.com.